Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, let's get into today's episode, which I'm really excited to talk about. It's about identity. What does it mean to have an identity? What does it truly mean to live somebody else's life? It's kind of like a case of projected identity. So let's dive into this. First, let's talk about what identity is and what it means and what it means when we come into this reality and how it solidifies. So first, identity is the concept of self that defines and differentiates an individual's expression from another. It includes characteristics such as name, gender, sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, religion, and personal beliefs, values, etc. It's essentially all of these labels that we use to define that are solidified in our perceptive organs, like the pineal gland, pituitary gland, and the eyes that are part of the brain that help us perceive our reality so we can process and relate to each other. If you think about how animals live in the wild and how tribes lived back in the day, besides from language, there is an energy and an identification system that is used for us to find where we are in space-time in this reality. The process of identity formation can begin in childhood and continues throughout an individual's life. Obviously, in childhood, the developments of senses are heavily influential factors of how we are raised and how we take on the conditions from our environment. As a child grows and experiences new things, their understanding and perception of themselves and the place in the world can change and solidify naturally because at least when I was growing up, I knew that there was like an innate blueprint, like a, a book, a rule book that I got that I knew. And then there was my reality. And then there was me scanning my reality. And then I would kind of see and feel the incongruencies. And I see this a lot in my sessions as well. We are the product of our environments, conditionings, the family lineage that we came in with, and the patterns that we scanned in our environments. So if we grew up in a traumatic environment, we'd be able to feel the energy of those things and we would take on that information as ours and we would start to live off of that information. So patterns, conditions, qualitative and quantitative experiences is how our brain processes our reality. We start, we scan things, we create, we synthesize all this information. Our brain takes snapshots of them as memory, keeps it in our mind. Our nervous system records everything, creates predictive algorithms and potential outcomes for us to live, for us to play out, to keep ourselves safe. This is when you see a lot of ego, that ego filter becoming really strong during the formidable years. Identity is formed from one to seven years old. This is when our software is pretty much embedded into our nervous systems. By the time we hit early pubescent teenage years, it is locked in. It's a lot harder to deprogram 
after these ages because that coating, if you will, has really solidified. We are extremely malleable when we were younger. We're living in our more plasma expression, energy expressions. So we see things, everything is really new. Everything is really bright. We don't have an understanding of what's right and what's wrong. And you're just kind of living in a state of newness. And it's very, very raw. We're very palatable. So we're taking on our information and scanning our information at a very, very, very high rate. A couple of case studies that I've seen around identity level is a person will come to me that will have illnesses, chronic in nature, where it will not be their illnesses. Their illnesses that they are experiencing will be a projection of lineage that has run before them. So let's say it's on the maternal line. It will be their mothers, their grandmothers, their great-grandmothers patterns that are in their blueprint, in their field of information. And it's manifesting as them. This is a literally a projected identity into somebody else's template. So when we come into embodiment, we agree to live a human template, right? We agree to that. We agree human template, free will, linear timeline, gender. Okay. So these are actually universal law. Universal laws are include the law, you know, the principle of mentalism, the principle that everything is a holographic projection, principle of gender, that there are it there, you know, is a plus and a negative charge to the realities that we're living in, right? Neutrons, protons, etc., electrons, that we're in an electromagnetic field, and that we have this linear time construct. So when we agree to these things and we have this imprinting in our own templates, right? We're running the template of human and we run the template of human as our original blueprint, our own frequency signature. When we are running outside of that frequency signature, we create a lot of incongruences. This is where you get a sense of disassociation where you feel like you have your potential and then you're here. And then there's this big gap in between. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm here. My potential is there. There's this big gap and I can feel it and I can know it, but I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to close that gap. Like I know that I'm built for more and I don't know why I'm continuing to create my reality this way. This is going to be a loaded episode. I can feel that already, but go with the paces here, y'all. So you have your template and many times you don't know any different, right? Our parents are supposed to know what's best for us and they're doing the best that they can. And so you will take on their identity as a young child, or they will project what they want for you into your field so strongly that you begin to entrain to the patterning that you're seeing in your environment and you take it on as yours. So you take on all the burden, you take on all of the diseases, and you take on all of that patterning the genetic replication, the way the cells replicate, the way that the DNA is communicating to one another. That's all epigenetic inheritance, transgenerational epigenetic inheritance, which I think you guys have heard me talk about on these episodes before. This is literally memory in the DNA that's living that we come in with as our little unique hard drives. And then we sense our environment around us and start picking up a whole bunch of other stuff that isn't ours. So now you can see if these possibilities are actually happening you will be running other people's issues. And a lot of the times you will go into the doctor and you'll have inconclusive diseases. They'll just chalk it up as chronic something. It's just chronic pain or it's 
chronic this, or it's, we don't really know what it is. So we're going to call it this. Meanwhile, you have a deep knowing where you're like, "Mm, yeah, no, this really isn't, none of this is me. And I know that. And then I'll have a session with you and I will be able to tell you like, yeah, that's because of this, 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 and this. So for example, I've had several clients in the last two to three weeks who are running templates that aren't theirs to the point where they have had crazy health issues, chronic everything, where things have been inconclusive, or all of a sudden after a year of trying this medication or this certain diet or moving locations or trying something else, they are now in a place where things are recording as quote unquote within spectrum. I've had clients who have taken on identities and been told that they have borderline personality disassociation disorder when all of it was just a combination of case of projected identity kind of thing, someone else's template running in their field, and then them moving themselves out of time. When you're not in time, you move ahead of time or behind it. You can go put yourself into other realities and you can easily throw yourself into multiple realities happening at the same time. So you present as being, let's say a little disassociating, but what you're really seeing is multiple realities, like everything happening all at once kind of thing, because you're not in one single moment of time. And then you run a dual pattern of running somebody else's duplicate template. You have no idea who you are. You can literally feel crazy. So these are just a couple examples of what I've seen. Another client that I worked on had three to four generations of templates in front of her own. So she started to look just like her, her mother, she started to look just like her aunt, like same eye color as, you know, a family member, same hair color, same age to the same way. And so I, I was literally scanning her and this is a remote session. And by the time we got into it a little bit, I was like, yeah, so there's you. And then there's like three to four versions of all the family in front of you, all of them running their templates on top of yours. So she looked and felt a hell of a lot older than she really was because she had all this stuff running. So those are a couple examples of what identity can look like when it's not really yours. You know, as we get older, the process of identity formation may slow down slightly, but it locks in at 13 to 14, that teenage year, but it never really stops. Like throughout life, people will still have new experiences and make new connections that can shape the sense of self. Even as they solidify their beliefs and values, some may continue to explore and experiment with different identities, while others may feel and have a strong sense of self because they had that cultivation of it early on in their formidable years. So identity, it lives very much in this chest space, like from the neck kind of down is where I have a, I see a majority of the identity patterns. The idea around identity is you kind of want to like die a thousand deaths almost coming to self and real self mastery and having access to self requires you to constantly let go of all the things you aren't. So what is revealed is the true essence of what you really are. So you want to kind of not hold on to an identity in quotes too much. People think they're this, right? I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, but that's not at all who you are. That's just the expression of who you are and how you identify yourself as right now. So you can navigate your environment a little bit. Some ideas, how this actually materializes at frequency level, identity loss, let's say. And by the way, identity, you're going to experience yourself in a frequency bandwidth. 
as you evolve and move down your self-mastery journey. You're going to feel at a lower part of your frequency of your self-expression. You're going to feel like, you know how people feel like they're in the zone and they're on their A game or whatever. You're going to feel at a little bit higher version of your frequency bandwidth. It's because you're learning how to modulate and master that level. And then you move into to the top bandwidth levels. Like let's say you're at level six and you're, you modulate between 6.1 and 6.5. You'll be in between that phase. And once you kind of master that level, you'll start to hover in the 6.5 to 6.9. And then you're ready to go into 7.1, if that makes sense. It's like spiritual Pokemon kind of thing. It basically means that you can take in more light and then you integrate that light into the body. That's what expansion and self-mastery is. Information, then you embody that information. That information becomes how you perceive your reality. The ITT theory with Julian Tononi talks about it being the intelligence integration theory. So it's very similar to how I see information or, or the awakening process as patterned light embodied essentially. So identity loss can materialize at frequency level as gender dysmorphia, a loss of touch with self, general or chronic discontentedness, general disassociation, like kind of out of touch, right? With kind of everything and no real preference, don't know what they like, and a state of feeling a bit aloof or kind of checked out or very, very, very comfortable with the status quo. These types of people don't really have a sense of self. The other spectrum of that will be a very deep attachment to what they believe to be true for themselves. The spectrum is very broad because it's a very polarizing experience when you don't know who you are. You're either completely kind of out of touch and you're kind of like, meh, I don't know, kind of right. You go with the status quo, a little bit of sleep. And then there's people who are really ego defined. So very, very borderline narcissism you're going to see on this spectrum on the side of things, feeling very much affirmative with what they see, perceive, believe to be true. They're very rooted in their ideology. They do not feel like they have to change. And they're so firm in that you see this a lot with the older generation that it becomes a bit manipulative and almost a bit gaslighty at times. So pretty much all of my clients, I work with almost all of them. There's a handful of them that are actually really grew up with very, very solid parenting that helped them cultivate a sense of self early. A lot of that had to do with daughters and fathers and things like that, because the majority of my clients are women. Say all of that to say that identity isn't something that you find. Identity is something that reveals itself when you remove the things that aren't you. And you kind of become this nothing and everything in mass. It's this feeling where you have access to yourself. You kind of have merged with this higher level of consciousness that is you. You really get vortexed into this path, into the path of you, into finding more access to yourself. That access gives you a sense of resiliency and assuredness and less doubt and more joy and more synchronicity and more peace than you can ever imagine. When you actually can locate and identify an aspect of true stillness with yourself, you are very much on your path to self-mastery. Identity at its core is something, again, that we use to navigate our environment, but it's something that eventually we will need to let go of. All the things that we think we are, all of the things that we think that we believe, 
so we can become who we really are. I know that sounds a little bit cliche and vague, but who you think you are is a combination of your life experiences, the formidable years, the conditioning that you had as a child, the patterns, conditions, and qualitative and quantitative experiences that you have scanned in those formidable years. You've processed them and then created an identity for yourself. Many times when things are not working out the way that you feel should be working out, it's because you have one of three things that are missing. The direction is not the right direction. The speed to which you think you want to go in that direction is not the right speed. And the third thing is you don't have the right identity. So if you go 100 miles an hour the wrong direction under the identity that you don't want to be known as, that's a mess for you. Your higher self, the higher intelligence that is you, is protecting you in this way. We have come here to learn very specific things, but we've also come here to learn to have an impact. Everybody is going to have an impact in a different way. I wish people would know that just being of a high resonance, really, just awakening, becoming more aware does more for the all, for the collective that you can ever imagine. You can just walk into a room, change people because your resonance is high. That's enough. You breathing, you existing is enough. You being born is absolutely enough. All of this other stuff that we feel like we have to do is just gravy, really. It just becomes an expression of who you are. Believe me when I say I did not want to go down this path in terms of teaching this stuff and being in the frequency space. I was very drawn to it. It found me. I got thrown into it. I dove in. I went all in and I was like, I know this. This is, I innately do. And it turns out that it's been who I am this whole time. So this work found me, I fought it. And then eventually I surrendered to it. And it's been absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. And to be able to work on you, to be able to share what it is, what I do, to help you with this higher level knowledge and help you understand all these things is really, really amazing. So I say all of this to say, hang in there, because if you don't feel like you have your direction yet, it's coming. And if you feel like you do have a sense of who you think you are and what you enjoy and what you want doing, but you want quote unquote more, I totally understand that. My question then is, what are you actually willing to let go of in order to have more? Not from a sacrifice or having less kind of space, meaning who you think you are. Because I promise you, when you really have no attachment is when you change the most. And when things naturally come into you, you just become this big vortice. Identity is a self-concept, but it can become a small S concept or it can become a large S concept depending on your perspective. And truly, it is a perspective game. What we notice has everything to do with the details and how we observe. And what we observe has everything to do with how present we are and how much we are in time. And that becomes the dance. So pay attention to how, or just reflect on how you actually create your reality. What are the patterns that you noticed as a kid? How do you tend to make your decisions? Did you just go with the flow? If you could change things about your life now, what would it be? If you feel like you have your potential, and then here you are, and then there's this gap in between, and you don't quite know how to close it, what do you think would be the first step you would want to take to help close that gap? The pattern freebie is in show notes. It's in all my social media. Check out the website. Take good care of yourselves. Stay curious. Question everything. Be kind to yourself and others, and I'll see you on another episode. Thank you.
Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session. Thank you.